Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in Jaguars show. I'm Justin Dunk, joined by former NFL tight end Clay Harbor. It's Tell the Truth, week five post-game edition. We're dissecting Jacksonville's win over the Bills. Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne Jr. delivering clutch time plays. Calvin Ridley's 100-yard game and timely defense, plus more. Let's get to it. The Jaguars beat Buffalo 25-20 at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London, England on Sunday. What were the key plays that stood out for Jacksonville to upset the Bills, Clay? You know, I thought it was Travis Etienne, man. I mean, this guy was – he just rolled off big run after big run and big moments. And, I mean, he's really a a weapon, and they're doing a good job of using him, man. I I really enjoy watching this guy. And a lot of them weren't blocked well you know, a lot of the time. So the fact that he was able to have these big runs, he's breaking tackles, even to get back to the line of scrimmage. I mean, the guy's a winner. The guy plays hard. He's a tough player, and that's the type of guy you want to play for. And then obviously you got Calvin Ridley with the big catch at the end of the game. Christian Kirk had some big catches, but in my opinion, Travis Etienne was the MVP of this game with his play in the run game and the pass game. I mean, he did it all, and I thought they did a good job of overcoming dumb penalties. You know, you got a legal men downfield. You got a drop pass by Zay Jones ending a drive out of bounds. I mean, they, they, they overcame so much. They just showed grit. A lot of teams will crumble in that situation. I've been on Jaguar teams. Then that same situation, you are crumbling after you have the legal men downfield. You have the drop pass. Oh, we should have. We were playing. We're playing these teams tough. End of the game, it looks like a blowout because you end up crumbling after some misfortune happens. Trevor Lawrence and this Jaguars team are not the same. They, they are a team that just has grit and determination, and that all comes back to Doug Peterson. Couldn't be happier for these guys going to London, coming back 2-0, and big time out there for the Jaguars. Football is back, and BetOnline is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. It's where the game starts. The Jags offense, Clay, controlled the pace of this game and scored enough points to win. How would you evaluate Jacksonville's offensive performance? I thought it was good. Obviously, like I said, you got a, you got holding calls. Got illegal men downfield. You got false starts. You got all type of penalties that they just got to clean up. If you clean up these penalties, I think they're going to be really good. But overall, I thought they they did a nice job. Trevor did a nice job. Uh, Travis Etienne did a really good job. And I think even with you know Zay Jones going down, that you see that they they have a bunch of weapons and they know how to use them. I really like where they are offensively. You know, Evan Ingram was even involved in this game. You know, he had some catches. So, you know, overall, I think offensively they're in a good spot, but I'm worried about the offensive line. Obviously, Walker Little is injured, and I think Cam Robinson came back, but Cam Robinson didn't have a good day. 
he, you know, obviously it's his first game back. You know, maybe you cut him some slack there, but he's a veteran. He should he should have played better than that. He had penalties. He got beat a couple times. I was not happy with the way Cam Robinson played today or yesterday. Excuse me. Walker Little going down. If he's out for an extended period of time, Anton Harrison and Cam Robinson are going to have to step it up. They're going to have to get better and get better fast because you got a big AFC South matchup coming up, and you got to make sure that these guys are ready to go. You got to give Trevor time. Besides that, though, I think you know you have a couple drops here and there. You have some. You have Anton Harrison with the legal man downfield, a couple of penalties, and besides that, besides the 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 bonehead play, shooting yourself in the foot, I thought they executed well. They came back after every time that something happened, and that's what I want to see in an offense. Can you come back after a big penalty? You know, you get a big play called back. Can you come back and make something happen? You know, uh, Buffalo comes back, come back and scores. Can you answer them? And they did that. And Trevor Lawrence is, man, he's ice cold. He's just cold dude, man. He don't care. He don't get rattled. He's just a <laughs> cold dude. So I, I, I'm really excited about where they're going. I think he played really well. I think he outplayed Josh Allen. Obviously, you got the five sacks. You got the sack fumble on Trevor going into the end zone. He's got to tuck that ball. You know, he's rolling out. He's got to he's got to feel that pressure, throw it away. But you know, overall, I thought they did well. Lawrence was sacked a single game career high tying five times. And you mentioned how good he was against pressure. Ten of thirteen for 145 yards in a TD. That's ice in your veins, man. Yep. So. Without those fumbles, though, and those turnovers in Bill's territory, like, could they have blown out Buffalo? I think so. And, I mean, you, you just look at you look at what Trevor Lawrence is trying to do. I wrote this down, 9-10. This is on third and fourth down versus the Bills. If you have a team that's good on third down, and obviously you put fourth down in the mix because when you're talking about Doug Peterson, he thinks, he thinks fourth down is third down sometimes. My bro don't even realize, yo, bro, it's fourth down. You, you're going to turn the ball over if you don't get it here. But on third and fourth down, Trevor Lawrence was 9-10 for 114 yards, a touchdown, and 147 passer rating. I mean, that's impressive. And if you look at the pass chart, I like to look at the pass chart to make sure that, you know, they're, they're spreading the ball around the field. And, you know, he was, he was getting it to everybody in different parts of the field. So Trevor Lawrence, the big turnovers. You know, time, you look at time of possession. They, they should have blown this team out. You're shooting yourself in the foot time after time after time, and you still beat the Buffalo Bills, who are number one in ESPN's power rankings coming into this week? I mean, come on. This team, and this team is its crazy, man, because one week they'll just look like, man, you know, what, what is up with these guys? You know, you lose the Houston Texans at home, rookie quarterback, you know, a team that just lost to the Atlanta Falcons, a team that you, that you beat and you didn't even play well. They come back and they beat the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, supposedly the second best quarterback in the NFL. I think Trevor's starting to enter himself into that conversation right now. A lot of people that didn't believe in Trevor Lawrence are starting to change their mind, change their tune. They see him play a game like he did yesterday. Jacksonville is 3-0 in games away from Jacksonville this season. 0-2 in games played in Jacksonville. You mentioned third down. That was by far their best game in terms of converting on that critical down 10 of 18, just over 55%. Every other game this season, they had been in the 30s or lower in terms of percentage. Time of possession, Jags 38 minutes and 12 seconds to Buffalo's 21 minutes and 48 seconds. 
But Clay, wow. how much do you think Buffalo's lackluster performance was due to being jet lagged? They looked a little sleepy, especially at the start. I think that Buffalo made a mistake in their travel. You know, coming to London, like I told you, Justin, I've played in London three times. And we've traveled a couple of different ways. Uh, twice, we traveled Sunday, right after the game that we played. We went straight. We got food, went straight to the airport, and we got over there for the week. Okay, once we traveled, we got in on Thursday morning. And I felt like things were a bit rushed. Being there on Thursday morning, you go through your Thursday practice, do your Friday red zone. Okay, and then you got the Saturday to kind of make sure, go over everything. You do, you do a few walkthroughs of your final film study, then you're playing, you know, early on Sunday. The Bills got there on, on, on Friday morning, okay? Friday morning. I felt rushed when I got there on Thursday morning. I can't imagine how these guys felt. You get there on Friday. Okay, Friday, you're kind of just getting your bearings. And Saturday, you're like, oh, man, we have a game tomorrow. Then you're playing on Sunday. You know, NFL players are creatures of habit. You got to try to make this as seamless as possible for these guys. Get them over there and control the environment. Make it seem like they're at home. You got everything set up for them. Bills didn't do that. I think they put themselves on a disadvantage. They put themselves at risk for injury, and you saw some injuries happen. And they put themselves on jet lag. You're you're just not going to be prepared to go traveling that much in that short amount of time. I don't know who came up with their travel itinerary, but the Jaguars have done this several times before. They know how to travel. They know how to stay in London. They know how to play in London. So they did have an advantage in that moment. Being a guy, a player that's played on that field several times, it does make a difference when you're that rushed. And obviously as a player, you don't want to make excuses. You're trying to stay focused, but you just don't feel the same. You're a creature of habit, and they were not in their usual routine which I think led to some mistakes and low energy and maybe even some injuries out of this Buffalo Bills team. The Bills averaged 41 points during a three-game win streak entering week five. Aside from the jet lag and the sleepiness, why was the Jaguars' defense able to hold Buffalo to 20 points? You know, I was, I was trying to figure that one out too, and obviously I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a peek at the uh, All-22 today when that comes out, but uh, you know, they, they did a good job, man. They did a good job up front. They did a good job with coverage. Like, overall, I was very impressed with, with how they were able to play. And, you know, this is, a t- this is a defense that, you know, they're opportunistic. And, you know, they, they had the big interception, and they did make some big plays, some big stops. You know, I thought that Josh Allen played well. I'm talking about our Josh, Josh Allen. I want to see more from Trayvon Walker. I thought the linebackers did a decent job. But, overall, I think the, the defensive backs – Darius Williams and Tyson Campbell guarding these Buffalo Bills wide receivers. And it wasn't a perfect day, but these guys are tough. Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, like these are two really good wide receivers that run really good routes. With Cisco, I think all three of these guys, they all played really well. My hat was off to these defensive backs for not a perfect day, but they competed all day and they got the W. And I was very impressed with how they played. You look at Buffalo's numbers from a passing standpoint, Josh Allen, 27 to 40, 359, two touchdowns, one INT, Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, the guys that you just mentioned, both go over 100 yards. And even though the Jags didn't get a sack, it just seemed like on defense, they didn't give up any back-breaking plays. Would you agree with that assessment? And how did you see it? 
Yeah, like like you said, that, that there wasn't there wasn't any back breaking plays. We got to get more sacks from our defensive line. Obviously, there were zero sacks, but Josh Allen is a big boy. And a lot of those, a lot of those yards were at the end of the game. You know, you're kind of playing differently. You're you're doing a prevent type defense, you know, bend but don't break, and you're giving up a lot of yards. And, you know, you saw then that, you know, the Jaguars did give up a lot of yards in those situations, but at that time, you're just trying to bleed the clock, drain the clock. I've never been a guy that likes to see the prevent defense, likes to see a team that's sticking an offense the whole game, switch up their game plan, but you got to do it just to prevent big plays, but sometimes it'll shoot you in the foot. But overall, I thought they played well. I mean, Foyer Luke, and I mean, this guy shows up week after week. And in, in my opinion, he's the most underrated linebacker in the NFL. He's undersized. He's not flashy, but he just always shows up. He always gets a job done. He gets the Jaguars in the right position. I love how this guy plays plays ball, and he just keeps showing up. But overall, I thought you know Cisco Muma stepping up with you know Devin Lloyd. Obviously, they. You know, he said his surgery was successful. He got some some screws put in his thumb, and he should be back with a cast in a few weeks, hopefully. I mean, who knows how he's going to play then. But and, and then you got Darius Williams, who I thought, you know, he did get a lot of passes caught on him, but he did have, you know, a couple of, a couple of really nice plays. So, overall, you know, I was happy with the defense. The offense kept putting him in bad situations, and they kept, they kept stepping up. Obviously, look at the yardage. It wasn't perfect, but they did a good job. Tyson Campbell, I know you feel like he's one of the most underrated cornerbacks in the league. Had yeah. a matchup. A lot of the day was on Stephon Diggs. Overall, how would you rate it considering he's going against one of the top pass catchers in the NFL? Thought he did good, man. I thought he competed. Obviously, it wasn't a it wasn't a perfect game. You know, Diggs Diggs had some big plays, but Tyson Campbell he had some PBUs. He he was sticking Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs you know, wasn't happy. You, you see the frustration on Diggs, and a lot of that had to do with Tyson Campbell. So I, I think, you know, and Darius Williams, when Darius Williams uh, got that interception. But overall, I think Tyson Campbell, just, you know, he just keeps solidifying himself as one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL. And he is underrated. Obviously, it's not a huge market in Jacksonville. You know, you're not getting all the notoriety. You'll get other places. But you keep beating teams like the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, you got Indianapolis coming in next week, a team that Anthony Richardson – looks to be out but Gardner Minshew former Jaguar can play too Minshew mania baby but uh, overall I thought I thought these defensive backs looks good you mentioned Stefan Diggs being frustrated and we saw him smash a tablet or whatever that was on the sideline I think he was pretty upset and you kind of alluded to what I want to get into next this win over the Bills what can it do for the Jags to get respect and enhanced national attention yeah they're kind of under the radar obviously they started slow they're they're two and they're two and two we're one and two and now you know you're coming back three and two and it looks like you're on top of this division houston loses indy did get the big win even without anthony richardson tennessee so i think they're going to start getting getting some of that respect back you know obviously trevor's been playing well you've been having a lot of drops calvin ridley silenced the critics this week he had a big game over 100 yards seven catches love to see that from ridley so you start to see some of these moves clicking right people thought this offense was going to have all these weapons but they just really haven't shown it early in the year but they showed it these last couple of weeks ridley stepped up travis Etienne showed the type of back he could be i always say he's a top five back he showed why this game in London against the Buffalo Bills. And, man, in my opinion, he is a top five running back.
just a couple of notes on ETN Jr. It was his seventh career game with 100 rushing yards or more, 26 carries, 136 yards, and two touchdowns, 5.2 yards per carry, and mm. 180 yards from scrimmage was a new single game career high for your boy. Get this ETN man, Jr. IB. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. <laughs> and Ridley produced his second 100 yard receiving game of the season, 13th of his career, seven for 122 on eight targets. There's been a lot of talk about Ridley getting integrated into the offense. It felt like it was much smoother on Sunday against Buffalo. What was it like from your perspective with Ridley getting comfortable? Man, you, you just said it. You're not trying to force him the ball like they did. They came into this early in the season. I feel like they were forcing, forcing things at Calvin Ridley, right? And then they, they came back, you know, last week and, they kind of majored in Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram a little more, and they kind of let the game come to Ridley. And I like that. And, you know, he did have some rust. And I, you know, watched him in training camp. I go, this guy ain't going to have no rust. He's going to come in the game and he's going to play because these guys practice hard. These receivers, a lot of time the receivers are the pretty boys, you know, they'll do a couple. These guys practice hard. They're staying after practice. They're doing everything that you want a team, uh, a group of receivers to do catching balls, working together. When, when a period's over and they're going to special teams, a lot of these receivers don't play special teams. They're over on the other field. They're getting routes in. They're catching balls. Like, these guys work hard. I'm out there watching. I'm on the field in training camp. Like, man, it's going to be a huge year for Calvin Ridley. And I was a little disappointed coming in. I, go, I thought this guy was going to be firing all cylinders starting off. But the game is different. So when the bullets start flying, it does take some time to get used to that speed. I mean, things happen so fast, so fast, so fast in the NFL. And, you know, he, he was out for over a year. It took him some time to get his bearings back. But right now, he looks like the weapon that we thought he would be. You know, it took a few few weeks. But but now I think he's just going to full steam ahead. You got Calvin Ridley. You got Christian Kirk. And Zay Jones even showed up and made some big plays. He did have a, a drop or two. And obviously, he, he went out with a little bit of an injury there. We don't know what that is. But when you get him back. This is one of the top receiving crews in the league, in my opinion. But, Clay, I got to ask you, the only other time that the Buffalo Bills played across the pond in London, England, they played against the Jags, you were in that game in 2015, 34-31. Jacksonville gets it done, a late Allen Hearns touchdown catch. What was the week like? I love when you give us the behind-the-scenes look. What was the plane ride back to the United States? All of it. Give us the goods. Oh man, it was uh, it was a good week. I remember we're out there. Obviously, we were there with uh, we had our quarterback was Blake Bortles. I was in the tight end room with Julius Thomas and Mercedes Lewis, and uh, you know we we it's obviously a different week because you're out in London and it's it's as much as you try to keep it the same, it's not. And you you know it's uh, we had good practices. I remember being confident, like yo, I know the last two times we're out there, we lost. But it really felt like we were going to have a chance to win this game. And the Bills weren't the Bills they are today, but they still were a solid team. And, you know, we came out there strong. Allen Hearns, Allen Robinson had a strong game. Bortles had a nice game. You know, our running back room did a nice job of, uh, of moving the ball. And, you know, we, we had some ups and downs that year, but that was one of my highlights of the season. What I do remember is that plane ride back. Um, I remember the guys, a lot of the veterans snuck on some beverages uh, to the to the plane and, and we had a couple of cocktails on the flight back to celebrate that big win from London and that was uh, that was a lot of fun sitting with the guys you know and we and, you know the veterans get to sit in all the first class seats you have the whole row to yourself 
that was, that was a good memory, man. Flying back from London with the boys, celebrating the win, having a couple of cocktails on the plane ride home. And that was just a good time out there in London. Was that one of the weeks where you guys went over early or later in the week? Yeah, we were, uh, we, it was a little bit later. It was like, I think like a Wednesday night, get in, you know, we, we practice, have a practice in, in Jacksonville and get on the plane, go over another practice in London. But, uh, you know, I told you the story about the, you know, the year before when, you know, the guys got jumped from being out there in London. And so, you know, Gus Bradley, our head coach, was a little nervous about giving us too much time in London after the previous time when we were, you know, out there for the whole week and some of the guys ended up getting into trouble because, you know, they weren't mature. But that's that's why I'm so impressed with this Jaguars team. I mean, they were out there for 10 days, okay? And, you know, hear nothing happen. Came out very focused. Obviously, they shot themselves in the foot a little bit, but they came out with energy. The way that offense was clicking early in the game, I mean, ETN's running all over the place, plays to Kirk, plays to Jones, plays to Ridley. Like, man, this is what I expected to see this year. And then for them to come out like that, you know they were focused. You knew, know they were doing the right things. When out there in London, that's not easy, Justin. You're out there in London, Doug's going to give you some free time. But he trusts you to not do anything with it that you're not supposed to. If you get done at practice at five, you know, these guys were probably going back watching tape, getting in the film room, getting some extra treatment. Some guys, if you have a team that is maybe a little younger, they're going out there, then maybe they go out to a restaurant, a bar, you know, try to explore the city a little bit. They're in London and, and really forget why you're out there, and that's to play football. I'll get you out on this, Clay, because it's kind of the flip side now. The Jags are coming back to the United States. They got to get reacclimated to the Eastern time zone, what was that like for you when you played in these London games and how can they do it successfully to get ready for an AFC South division matchup against the Colts on Sunday? It's a good point, Justin. You bring that up. And honestly, I, I think that if you do this thing right, the way we used to do it and the way Jacksonville did it, the hardest part is the next week. It's getting back on schedule. And one time we had a bye week the following week. So it was fine. Playing London, you get back. You have a bye week. Okay, that's how you like things to go, or you'd like to have maybe a Monday night game, get a little extra time after you get back from Monday or a Sunday night game. Jack Myers don't have that. They're going to be a little behind schedule. Like I said, these NFL football players are creatures of habit. You know, their routine, their habit, their structure is everything. You keep stuff the same. This is going to be a little difficult, but Doug Peterson, he has experience. He has experience in London. I think he, he, I think he does a good job of maybe giving them a couple extra days of rest, you know, getting them in the weight room, say, hey, get your bodies moving. You know, we can't – we got a game this Sunday, guys. We can't – you know, division rival Indianapolis Colts. Like, this is a big game. This is a division game. The Colts are actually good this year. You know, the Colts, I think it's safe to say, they hit on the rookie quarterback. The Texans hit on the rookie quarterback. These teams can all play. These teams all look solid. They're not going to roll over when they see the Jaguars coming in. So they got to be prepared to play. But you just got to make sure you get that routine right and get these guys back on track. My man, Clay, coming strong with it on the Week 5 post-game edition. Tell the truth. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube.